Hey guys, this is Jen. And this is Bridger. And we are here really quick just to tell you about a training opportunity before you get started on the episode. Mm. We have a trauma-informed care training that's coming up. What are Mm. those dates? Uh, June 3rd through the 5th. Okay, so it's coming up really soon. Yes. And on this, the content of this training is goes in depth on how to provide and offer trauma-informed care. So no matter what your profession is or where you come into contact with individuals who may have experienced trauma in the past, which we believe that's everybody. Everyone, yes. Talking this, to two of them right now. Yes. <laughs> this gives you a lot of good information on understanding how does trauma impact the brain, and relationships the and mm-hmm. yes the body how to um yeah just be really informed and supportive and promoting somebody's healing based on the care that you provide that's right yeah basically we said uh we want to write a training for anybody that has a nervous system so yes. that is uh, all mammals as it turns out yeah. um so for those that are interested uh in this training opportunity again that's uh june 3rd through the 5th and it is virtual so the uh, information is going to be on our website at beyondhealingcenter.com. And then you just click on the trainings tab and you'll see trauma-informed care right there. And you just click on that and there's some registration information that uh, will be asked of you. And then uh, we'll see you when we see you. Yeah, we we'll hope to see you on there. Bye. Bye. Welcome to Beyond Trauma, a podcast from therapists for clients about the healing journey. We hope this will be a resource of encouragement, comfort, insight, and understanding for you along this courageous process. Hey guys, uh, it's Bridger and Jen here to tell you um, about the episode that you're getting ready to listen to. Um, we recorded this for our other one of our other podcasts called Notice That, which is a podcast uh, specifically for EMDR-trained uh, therapists, and it's on the subject of intersubjectivity, which is not a word that we've used on this podcast before, so I wanted to kind of briefly intro what that is and then talk to you about what you're getting ready to listen to. But intersubjectivity, very simply, is the idea um, behind people in relationships. What is it like for you to actually experience somebody else um, in a relationship? And not just as an object where it would be like uh, kind of sometimes as in therapy, you go to a therapist because they provide therapy, Uh, but more so as a subject, which is you go to meet somebody and have an experience. Um, So the difference between an object and a subject. Intersubjectivity is when two subjects come together and they form an entirely new third, which is called the intersubjective space. And that's something that you're going to hear us talk about. Uh, On this episode, we go very, um, just very authentically and vulnerably into processing um, some of the feedback that we've been getting about the podcast and what it's like for us um, to still be in relationship with one another as very, as three very close friends. We actually talk about each other as family uh, and to then be on a podcast together and how you're getting a window into kind of our organic Um, way of relating with one another and processing and specific uh, to me, Bridger, um, what it's like for me to get really excited and to um, be sort of just overflowing with that sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so it's a pretty non-traditional episode. It's going to be less of teaching you something and more of demonstrating and showing you what it's like for us as the host to show up as humans and have our own experiences. So we really hope that you enjoy listening to this and it gives you kind of a 
taste of what it's like to be in relationship where um, the inner subjective space is recognized. Yeah, and explicitly articulated. And as you listen to this episode, I just want you to notice in your body how you feel as we talk about the different um, comments that we've been getting and even how it feels to hear Melissa, Jen, and I talk to each other Mm -hmm. about something so vulnerable as, Bridger, this is how you show up in the space. And to some people, it's dysregulating. Yeah. And what it's like to hear the three of us talk about that. I just want you to notice how you feel in your body um, as you as you go about listening to it and imagine yourself in a conversation like that of how would it be for you to be met with such vulnerability and invitation mm-hmm. into that co-regulated space that we've talked so much about on this podcast. Well, feel free to share any comments or thoughts, reflections that you have about it afterwards. We would love to read those. Um, you can find us on social media, the website, email, any way that you want to reach out to us. We would love to hear what it feels like to you to listen to this episode. Yeah. And don't forget our Patreon, um, because that is such a cool way for us to get to uh, interact with you. Um, That's on patreon.com backslash beyond trauma podcast. And there's multiple ways you can get involved there. Uh, But other than that, you can just go to our website and then uh, send us an email uh, through our website. And we'd love to connect with you there. Thanks. Have a great day. So, Before we get into the episode today, we're going to take a brief little detour Mm. and share something very human, but also very relevant to you as our listeners. Um, And we're going to do a little bit of practicing what we preach. Mm -hmm. And by preach, what we mean is our own therapeutic model and case conceptualization model of SIP. Um, When you practice that way, you discover all kinds of areas of your own life where the relevant principles of being human with other humans and the dynamics of all of that get really relevant. And turns out podcasting is one of those spaces where it's really relevant. Yes. <laughs> Never Very expected relevant. that. I Did not expect it, no. I know. So if you're uh, piqued in interest at this point, we'll share with you what we're talking about. So um, over the last several months, off and on, we've had a little bit of feedback from listeners about your experience of listening to us, particularly as we brought on a third host, being Bridger. Yes. And uh, one of our um, first statements is, sorry for not integrating that more smoothly. Yeah, that was, <laughs> it happened very quickly. It did, it and did. And it, it was as much of a whirlwind in our experience as it probably was for you yes. guys as listeners. Mm-hmm. That we kind of came into interaction and relationship with Bridger and then we're like, whoa, you mm-hmm. are a necessary piece yeah. we're to this puzzle. We're going to hire you yes. now. Like you just need to be with us all the time. Hope and, you're down for that. Yeah, yeah, and here's all the things you're going to be a part yeah. of. Yeah. And yeah. And you're going to start your own podcast, and then there's that. That's how it's going to go. Yep. And it did. And it did. Very fast. That's exactly right. And if you guys, you know, think back to the polyvagal theory episodes and the obvious, um, you know, contributions that Bridger brings to our team, uh, that is exactly why we decided to bring him on. But the feedback that we've gotten is that. Um, with the dynamic of the three of us, occasionally there's moments as a listener where the felt enthusiasm and exuberance (laughs) um, shows up in just sort of some activation uh, for you guys when you're listening um, of, you know, we're interrupting each other and kind of talking over each other and saying yes over and over. (laughs) Um, And so we just wanted to talk about that explicitly Mm. and make two points and then we'll kind of discuss it first point being you know we're really committed to the experience of you guys as as a listener and giving you guys a product that is not only informative but frankly enjoyable to listen to is our goal 
Um, and if you're hearing background noise, it's because we're actually in a camper right now. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny that I'm talking about, uh, yeah, quality while that's happening. But um, the truth is, like, we're always looking for ways to improve the listener experience for you guys. And so we want to address this with that in mind of improving your guys' experience and making sure that it's pleasant and enjoyable. But also wanting to give you guys some context about who we are as humans and the way that we function as the three of us and what you're likely feeling and what um, reactions you have uh, in your own self listening to the three of us talk enthusiastically about all kinds of things. So those are kind of the two main things. Number one, um, we're dedicated to your experience as a listener. Number two, we want to give you context of your experience up to this point in case you've had any reactions or activations in listening to us. And we want to share this on the podcast because this is a, a relational thing that we've had to explore together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we've had several conversations leading up to this. This isn't like the first time we're talking yeah. about it together, but we wanted a piece of this recorded so that you as the listeners are experiencing what it's like to take in something like this and work through it relationally and you being a part of this relationship. Yeah. So you are hearing this, you are experiencing it. We want to speak to you and respond to the feedback you're giving us in comments and emails mm -hmm. and really make this podcast something that feels and is relational amongst all of us. It's not us just being objects and presenting material right. to you or you being an object, you know, um, taking in that information, but we really are in relationship subject to yeah. subject. Yeah. We're real humans behind the mics. Yeah. And I think that's, to me, what I want so much in a podcast is that it feels like I'm right there. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. I'm sitting, I'm pulling up a chair to the podcasters and I'm listening and I'm in, just immersed in their conversation. Right. And if you were to do that literally with Melissa, Jen, and myself, Bridger, it would be the chaos that I think some people right. talk about because it is so much, we're just going all the time. Uh, yeah. You know, Melissa might be thinking about something else entirely and she'll just interject into the space that Jen and I are talking or vice versa. Mm -hmm. It happens all the time. I do like to time. drop bombs. It's yeah. kind of my thing. <laughs> exactly. And it, it happens all of the right. time. Right. And I really think there's so much value in us giving a window into that uh, mm -hmm. for the listener mm -hmm. and to maybe give some validation and also maybe push processing farther for some of the listeners that have been affected by it or have kind of been disoriented by it or maybe even for those that enjoy it because mm -hmm. uh, I know the spectrum of experience is so vast yeah. for that type of uh, content yeah. delivery and when we have listeners with so many different life experiences yeah. we are going to activate different things within each person so some people may be exposed Bridger to your energy and enthusiasm and really feel like um, energetic, energized by it and excited by it. And others may have a reaction of activation coming from a place of being for multiple episodes just in connection with Melissa and I. Yeah. And now there's something new and different and there's a shift and it has actually taken away some of the time on the podcast of each of us to share. And so, you know, whatever experiences are behind that are going to get projected onto mm -hmm. you, Bridger, or you, Melissa, or myself. And so just to try to speak to all of those, validate those, and for us to find where is that our best place to be, our best posture that makes this content the most digestible and um, desirable for our listeners. Yeah, yeah. Well, so for you, Jen, I know that one thing that, you know, has kind of been reflected to you is that people often want to hear more from you because mm -hmm. out of the three of us, you are the most um, accommodating 
<laughs> is that a good word for it? <laughs> in terms of uh, letting other people, um, yeah, speak first and speak more. And then you kind of hold back and wait and fill in um, some gaps. But I think that, you know, your experience of being in that space, like, I would want them to hear you say, what is that actually like mm -hmm. for you? Yeah. Yeah. That's a really comfortable space for me. Mm -hmm. um, I do a lot of just assessing and taking in information and trying to kind of integrate it and formulate it in my own mind before it can come out in sensible language. And so to sit back is actually really comfortable to be, to feel a lot of pressure to like speak quick, speak mm -hmm. fast, um, feels less comfortable and more activating for me. And so, especially in a dynamic, the more people that are there, the more I find myself finding those gaps to kind of tuck away in. Mm -hmm. And then when that timing is right, I give my little nonverbal cues, of yes. a little breath and <laughs> Bridges like pointed them all forward. out to me. Yes. 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 Um, so they're being noticed by the two of you and you guys see those and I, I can feel you know what those are and then create space for me in that when you when you see me ready to share. And so I think a lot of you may think, oh, they're, you know, ignoring you know what Jen has to say and just talking. But the reality, if you are in this room, you see them watching me. You see them yes. watching the small, subtle shifts and changes mm -hmm. and kind of recognize, oh, she's ready now. Yeah. And they create space. And sometimes you even punt the ball to me like, well, yeah. Jen, what do you think of that? And you right. see me like You've working on that thought. Now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, and I, I think that uh, the felt difference of when it was just the two of us, there was this natural like, I talk, then you talk, then I talk, yes. then you talk. And in the dynamic of three humans. The triangle. Yeah, the now triangle. It, it's yeah. totally different. Um, and so the there can be a different balance. And I can't wait until we have the option of recording, like video like recording. Video. Yes. Yeah. Because some of so much of what we're talking about today has to do with the nonverbals and frankly, how much the three of us really rely on that, particularly in podcast recording, mm. because to create a product that is in any way polished at all requires subverbal nonverbal communication constantly between the three of us. And we've kind of found a rhythm and a way of doing that, but that is not reflected in audio recording only. Mm -hmm. mm. Um, and so I do think that there's an element that we cannot translate um, through audio that will be through video. Not that you guys, you know, need to tune into YouTube every time and watch us once that's available. Well, you that's do, coming actually. Soon. I mean, you should. Yeah, I yeah. totally should because it, it's going to be fun. Yeah. Although I'm going to have to do my hair more often. So No, I think, that. see, no, okay. I think <laughs> that's the thing. No. We just got to <laughs> keep it like, BS, totally. yeah, it's just, just got to be pants. organic. Yes. I'm really into overalls right now, you guys. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> the other piece I want to add to that that I want you guys to know as listeners is the conversation of me holding back mm. was actually brought up. It was probably over a year ago. I don't know if you rem I know you remember the yeah. weekend. We all went off together to the lake. And Bridger, you specifically asked me about that. You said, I noticed, like, you don't interrupt. Like, that's something you don't do. Why is that? And and so that was a way that you were already, like, caring for me in that experience yeah. and recognizing that and then seeking me out to check in. Like, are you comfortable with that? What do you need in that space? And we talked through all of this. It was over mm. a year ago. Wow. And, that's crazy. you know, that was before any listeners had said anything. Mm -hmm. But just relationally, that's where we've been at building this dynamic and why it's so comfortable for us where it's at. Whereas a listener hasn't gotten that background yeah. information right. and doesn't know that that's been 
kind of a, a verbal agreement amongst us is yeah. this is how we function. So I have some questions for the two of you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it comes with a preface uh, in also that episode that um, was my like bio. Yeah. We never got that. Well, we lost it. Because it was lost. <laughs> but so I think... Occasionally that happens, guys, where we lose like whole audio files by it doesn't anymore. If we ever find them, we'll God. put them out there. Yeah. <laughs> but I think one thing that's really helpful in that uh, is a little bit of my personality. And up to this point, you've just had to learn it through listening. Right. Um, but I'm a very introverted person. And I know that that may surprise you just listening to this podcast because when it comes to ideas, I get so much energy. Um, and I trust Melissa and Jen, um, with my whole life. And so it, I feel so safe in this space to just be completely unfiltered. And sometimes Mm -hmm. I forget that, uh, there is like an educational, um, product that we're trying to create here. Um, I, I, (laughs) you mean, it's not just three friends hanging out talking about stuff we like. No. And if it was, oh, that's called mind of a therapist and that's our secret podcast. But I wish that those are our puppies in the background that came camping with us. So we're having a real family experience. We are, (laughs) we are. Uh, but I, I feel that that's really necessary for the listener to know, um, because I forget and I'm trying to learn more to just like nod my head real big. Um, <laughs> instead of go, yeah, enthusiastic yeah, yeah, with your yeah. eyes. <laughs> yes, exactly. But in that space also, I want to ask you guys, what is it like? Because I think the, the yes comments right, that we right. get sometimes we get comments that say, can Bridger, can you just tone it down? Yeah, don't say yes so much. Right. Don't say yes so much. And I think there's one, one avenue of that where it's just making it hard for people to hear. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then I think there's another part where people feel like I'm being rude. And mm. so I want to give specific kind of yeah. attention to that. And just so the listener can hear, because we've talked about this already right. uh, off air. But I just want to hear maybe for you guys, what is both of those like? How would you address that? I think it kind of goes back to those two initial points that I started with of, you know, on one hand, we are super conscious of the listener's experience and how it feels to auditorily listen to this and you know what it does to your ears to your body to your you know cognition all of it to be absorbing this product in this way and so from that perspective we're going to work on it and we're you know brainstorming ways of trying to keep us grounded and it may even mean that you know if Bridger is in a really enthusiastic space you may hear either Jen or I say and breathe (laughs) (laughs) and we'll all take a breath together because you know that is so authentic to how we communicate with each other all the time. And the second part of giving you context about the authentic human experience behind the mic is that I don't think either of us experience it as um, rude or anything other than, Jen, I believe your word was cheerleading. Yeah, yeah. And I think if you saw his posture... It's like this little cheerleader behind you and you're talking. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like literally sometimes he's like silent clapping for us while we talk. Like (laughs) literally. Literally. And that's not, and I don't mean that in just like, I'm approving what you're saying. No, not at all. keep saying it. But like, I love that you're. I'm enjoying what you're saying. Yes. Yes. And I love, oh God, it just happened again. But I love that you're getting to share something that you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not from a, I'm not trying to 
like pet you on the head like no. I did that at yeah. all like that's not even in my body that no. <laughs> that's not possible for me I love watching you get to say something that you know mm-hmm. and that you get excited about and I want you to be so excited because it's so cool that yeah. you get to share that and you get to share it with me mm-hmm. and then I get to share it with you and that we get to just go on this adventure well and and one thing that I think is very relevant to that experience and just very true to our process is that you know we're not creators of podcasts only we are in a constant state of um, thinking writing conceptualizing creating creating Mm -hmm. therapeutic work together and teaching it and and teaching it and um, we are all researchers and academics at heart and that means that we're in this constant space of consuming synthesizing and articulating new ideas and expanding upon yes. which often organically shows up on the podcast yeah and, and we're like whoa, whoa, whoa where'd that thought right, come yeah, from whoa, that whoa, was good okay, write it go, down go 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 <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah like literally what you just said is now going to like go onto a slide in one of our <laughs> trainings and we're so excited because we've been you know batting around these ideas of okay how are we going to teach this concept how are we going to find yes words to wrap around i love that we're yeah. talking about this because yeah. it this is the most beautiful thing that I get to share with my friends yeah. is how are we going to teach this? What's the best way to communicate this idea? Mm-hmm. And we literally have to go back and forth. Mel, you and I this morning mm-hmm. argued over through and in Those the two, two words. words. We argued in our way. Hey, it's important. It's so important. <laughs> but we did it. We argued by saying, well, here's what I think it should say, sound right. like. And right. let me just try this. Yeah. So I read it. And also, it. the way that you just articulated that, you should try to say that different because that's kind of rude. Yeah. I mean, that, that was you saying that to I me. I did yes. say oh, that yes. to you. Yeah. Because, and that's fine. Yes. Because and that is how we communicate. Yeah. This is beautiful. Uh-huh. This is intersubjectivity right now, right. what we're talking about. But yes, uh, this is what we do all the time. Um, and so it, it's hard for us sometimes to shift into a place where, but there's a third party somewhere right, else. Somebody listening. else is listening to it. So one of the conversations, uh, when you and I, just you and I, Bridger, were processing this, I referenced movies that we used to watch as kids Yeah. of a group of academics, which, you know, I had to make the comment that there was never any women in those scenes. And I took great <laughs> exception because mm-hmm. I really wanted to wear a tweed jacket too. Yes. Um, and smoke a pipe that, Anyway, working on that. So <laughs> that's a rabbit trail. But but the the reason why those scenes are sort of embedded in my psyche are because of the desire for that kind of enthusiastic engagement with friends slash colleagues. Yes. Right. It was always these like very um, European scenes of, you know, you live in a college together yeah. and you stay up late at night talking about Oxford. Oh, oh, yeah. Like, you know, the the Latin root of this particular word and, you know, where did anyway. So lots of examples there. But if you can imagine that kind of dynamic, that is exactly what we uh, get to live every day, every day. And that <laughs> is startling to us in a space of absolute gratitude. Um, but I think sometimes you guys get the experience of being a fly on the wall of uh, people that are so in love with their work that we forget what we're doing. The yes. absent-minded professor trope is really appropriate for both Bridger and I. So it's much less so. appropriate for Jen. Jen remembers that there's other humans around much better than we do. <laughs> Which is a strength and a fault in many ways. <laughs> but really glad we have it because <laughs> anyway, we need you. And we're very grateful that you're here. Um, but I think that sometimes the listener's experience, it, it's helpful to have the context of 
that's not a show. That's so authentic to who we are and incredibly real for how we live every single day. Yeah. Um, and it's not me trying to be rude in any way. And, I, and just the idea even that Mel or Jen could feel that I was being rude hurts me right. like my heart. <laughs> um, because that is the absolute opposite Mm -hmm. of what I'm trying to do when I'm engaging with somebody in their ideas. Um, you know, I am an educator, um, and my energy is what I feel makes me a good educator. Mm -hmm. And I try to just bring out the most creative part of someone else. And the way I do that is by like, yes. Oh, and then what about this? And then, yeah, yeah, go. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I champion them and empower them to dig deeper into their creative potential and surprise themselves mm-hmm. with the ideas that they're sharing. I think oftentimes too, Bridger, you're you're not necessarily validating or confirming the content that we're saying, but the energy that and the experience that we're having while we say it. Yes. Right. And so it's not you approving of yes, that content is correct or no, that is inaccurate and you have you know, you should say this instead. Yes. And you're incompetent and right. you should speak differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's you validating and affirming that energy and our, you know, expression of that. And your intention. Mm-hmm. I really feel it's just like that's what I want to affirm so deeply. It's just like, yes, I want you to always just yeah. come right out and say feel it. Feel free to speak that passionately about what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I think the the image that you know you and I use to communicate about this a lot is astrally astrally that's <laughs> appropriate actually astrological yeah. um, in its symbolism uh, because both Bridger and I have a lot of fire mm-hmm. in us and uh, the air and you have air quite a bit I don't yes <laughs> I'm all earth and fire um, but the the image is of you know somebody kneeling by a fire and like blowing on it. Yeah. You know the fire doesn't actually need the air, but it takes the encouragement. Like if you're going to give that to me, I will happily get bigger in response, right? That's right. Um, and I think that's very much the felt experience of what it's like for Jen and I when you're doing that and how that feels to us. Um, and so that's sort of the relational context that we want to give you guys when you're experiencing this with us. Um, that you understand, you know, what that dynamic is and what it feels like to be here and be in the embodied moment of yeah. what's happening. But then also still speak to our dedication and our desire to, um, you know, turn down the volume on aspects of our enthusiasm that make it just frankly harder for your brain to process the words that are being said. Like that is super relevant as well. And so we're going to work on that. We're going to continue to work on it. Um, and, you know, we welcome your guys' feedback about Always. that, but also, you know, want to highlight the fact that we're humans and we're in process. <laughs> and uh, If we have to choose between enthusiasm and a perfectly polished product, we will choose enthusiasm. Every mm-hmm. yeah. single time. Enthusiasm, authenticity. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Our and, humanity. Yeah. And we want it to be a well-polished product. But perfection is likely not Not achievable. No. (laughs) A couple of points I want to drive home. One, Melissa, and what you're saying, we want you guys, we want your feedback on not just the quality and how easy is it to listen to, but we've had a couple of other listeners who have reached out about other episodes not related to this issue at all, but like the exploring cultural moments. Oh, yeah. You know, some yeah. felt really supported and, and encouraged in that. Mm-hmm. And we had one listener who was so brave to reach out and say that I, I felt some activation in that mm-hmm. and I want to explore that with you. Yeah, and just to ask really, really intricate, thoughtful yes. questions about and it. And it yeah. was so meaningful mm-hmm. to have a listener like 
really treat us with like like in a relationship Mm -hmm. not just give us a hateful comment or stop listening Mm -hmm. but to say i want to try to like repair and mend this with them that meant so much to us and so those opportunities feel so uh, meaningful and important Mm -hmm. to us so i appreciate you guys reaching out and having the courage and, and just the desire to continue this journey with us enough to give us an opportunity to repair and mend those. Yeah. The other piece, I'm going to do what I always do with integration. If I want to take this to like a therapy approach and like, how does mm. this work in it as a therapist, mm. as you're listening to this and say, okay, am I just like listening to these hosts or how does this actually apply to me in the therapy setting and as a therapist with my clients? Um, this is very much a real experience in the therapy room. For sure, you mentioned inner subjective space. We talk about that off and on, but this is a live demonstration of that. And this is what it would mean to be in a room with a client and sharing these same things. As if the audience is the client and we're the therapist, Mm. the client had enough um, safety and courage to come to us and say, when Mm. you said this, I felt that, or I'm struggling to connect with you or feel safe with you. And we can come back with them and say, how can we correct and repair that, but still embrace our humanity and let you in on who we are as a person that motivates and drives us in that way. Yeah, because that is our intention is to connect Mm -hmm. and is to show up in a therapeutic way. And so if the way that I'm doing that is making it hard for you to receive that, that's what I want to bring attention to. But my intention is so much about wanting to connect with you. And wanting to help you feel safe enough to process through what you need to. And that, you know, that's why I think we wanted to record this um, for the listeners is because that's our intention in therapy. That's our intention with each other. That's our intention in life is Mm -hmm. to say, no, I want you to show up exactly as you are. And I want you to feel safe enough to say when that feels uncomfortable or maybe even hurts you. Because it's not going, I'm not going to respond with shame because I know that we are secure Mm -hmm. in our relationship. So I know that you're not saying that I'm bad for the way that I showed up or that you're bad for the way that you showed up, but that we are connected and we had a rupture in our relationship. And we have an impact on each other. Yes. We're influencing each other. Yes. Yes. And I think, you know, owning, owning the fact that whatever dynamic we're in, whether it's, you know, podcast, you know, listener to podcast host or therapist to client or friend to friend, being in the space of always being able to process the impact that we're having on each other without moving into taking it personally, moving into shame, moving into blame, moving into games that we're going to play with each other now, but really trusting that I can just bring this experience and set it on the table and say, will you help me make sense of this? I'm having this reaction. That's beautiful. Can we make sense of it together? Because if I have your honest pieces of the puzzle and I bring my honest pieces of the puzzle, we're going to have a much better puzzle and actually be able to understand it and make decisions together about how to move forward. And, you know, that that idea of there's two pieces to it. There is the accommodation, the change that we want to make. We're going to do that as a therapist, too. If there's practical changes that I can make or shift the way that I show up in this space, I'm going to do that because I Mm. care about you. Why wouldn't I do that? If it's within my power to make a shift that is going to make a positive change for you, I am going to choose to do that. But then also, I'm human, and I'm not going to do it perfectly. I guarantee that the next time we record, Bridger's going to say yes one too many times. I promise you that's going to happen. 
I promise. <laughs> I promise it's going to happen. But that doesn't mean that we're ignoring the feedback. It just means that we are human and working on it and trying to find that balance of not losing our enthusiasm in order to try to produce something that is... Not giving yeah. up our humanity. That's right. That's right. In order to please yeah. the other person, but how do we work with that? Yeah. Yes. I love that, and that posture. Is, that's exactly what we want to do as therapists with our clients of letting them experience us as human and I loved in that you kind of like made the parallel because it's identical mm-hmm. it's absolutely mm-hmm. identical that's right yeah mm-hmm. and so natural within the therapy room within any relationship that we mm-hmm. have and as the therapist oftentimes our client won't have the same courage to come in and say I felt this so but true. we can pick up on it sometimes you know they start canceling or they come in very defended right. or mm-hmm. and and for us to be uh courageous enough to step in and say I'm noticing this shift in you is there something that's happened here Mm. between us or in this relationship or is there something that's going on and be open to talking about your relationship with your client and not moving into some weird arbitrary definition of professionalism and hiding behind boundaries (laughs) (laughs) how's everybody feel Okay, so I'll give slightly more context to that, um, just a little bit more. So that, that that is an area where I think that a lot of us have been um, freaked out by mm. our training, for lack of a more professional term, um, and finding that balance of we have got to be human with our clients. Yeah. Um, this is what I believe is one of the main reasons why we burn out as therapists is that we misunderstand what boundaries actually means. Boundaries does not mean being robotic and inhuman. Yeah. To strip away your humanity. That's right. That's right. And and so many of us, that's what we feel pressured to do yeah. um, if we're going to be professional and boundaried. Hmm. And uh yeah, we just have a totally different conceptualization of what it means to have appropriate therapeutic boundaries, but still be a full human in the room with our clients. That doesn't mean that we're sharing all my personal stories, but it does mean that my humanity is fully present. Um, and I think that's incredibly therapeutic for clients. I think we've demonstrated boundaries today, even mm-hmm. with our listeners, to right. be able to say, we like we experience your enthusiasm as something that's supportive and we desire it when the last thing I want you to do is to change that or to edit and filter it. And so a healthy boundary there is we're going to be aware of it and try to support the listener and, Mm -hmm. you know, filter and modify it, but we're not going to take it away. Yeah. Like we're not going to, we're not going to get rid of that part of what you are and what we are. I think that's a really healthy, flexible boundary. And to me, just on the receiving end, it, it feels so validating to me that we can, talk with one another and our listeners in that way and to say you know this is how I show up because it's my true self mm-hmm. it is it is who I am to my core mm-hmm. to get excited about those things and to show up with that energy um, it's not in a way to try to dismiss or to try to scare away mm-hmm. and if that's the effect it's having I want to know that so that I can reveal my true intention that I can be honest and say, no, that's not what I'm trying to do at all. I want you to feel empowered. I want you to feel celebrated. I want you to feel encouraged and, and invited into this space so that we can connect more meaningfully for longer (laughs) is, is, is my true intention with it. Well, and another thing that I think is relevant that I think is easy to feel, but bears articulating is there's just a whole lot of play that happens in this space. (laughs) That's right. Um, that for nerds like us, this is playtime. This is, you know, us getting to 
really just let our our minds do the thing that it loves to do and synthesize a whole bunch of information and you know share it with people that we care about for a purpose that we care about it's just full-on playtime yep. for us and ecstasy um, and yeah in the same way that sometimes little kids get a little too enthusiastic and they do that weird screechy scream that just is painful to every parent's ears i all parents understand what i'm talking is that about my right yes now. is that what you're saying no. <laughs> the weird screechy yes. scream. That, yeah that's exactly the right listeners it may be yeah yeah parents know how to interpret Ooh. those weird screeches as that they're fine they're not dying that's just one of those you know they're having way too much fun and playing mm -hmm. versus oh that's a death screech i need Ooh. to move into activation yeah, yeah. <laughs> we know how to interpret that because we know you um but people that aren't familiar with that they don't know how to interpret it and so our hope is that you know this will help you guys interpret and really actually feel more included in the episodes and More in this included. process yes um because we really really believe in intersubjectivity in case that's not obvious yet <laughs> we've fully bought into, We're into that it idea. yes yeah. yeah to not objectify ourselves our clients or anyone that we interact with and to actually have a boundary around being objectified yeah. as well yes i was just gonna say mm -hmm. we're going to protect each other yeah. in that yeah yeah so that's what this is about. Yeah. I want to wrap today by just thanking all of you yeah. for caring enough about the podcast, about us, and about the content that we share to engage with us in these kind of conversations mm -hmm. and to write in and share. And yeah. we get so many positive comments, yeah. and I appreciate those, but we also appreciate the feedback and requests for support in different ways. Mm -hmm. So thank you guys for supporting us like that. Yeah, and I think, you know, another just kind of random side comment, just personally, there's been so many people that have taken the time to reach out and thank me for sharing my ego state story. Mm -hmm. um, thank you guys for doing that. Like, it is a vulnerable thing to share stuff like that. And sometimes I worry that it comes across as uh, something other than what the intention is. And to know that you guys are receiving it with the heart that I share it in and that it's meaningful to you and encouraging to you in your work with clients, but also in your personal work. Just so you know, I read every single comment and often yes. choke up. And yes. we, like, oh. take screenshots. And send them to each other. And send them to each other. And, like, look what this listener said. Like, so just know, like, we're really into hearing from you. It mm -hmm. makes us happy. It makes our day when, um, when you reach out. And we take everyone to heart and everyone seriously. Okay, mm -hmm. thank you guys again, and we will be back with another episode soon. Very soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Beyond Trauma, a psychotherapy podcast from therapists for clients about the journey of trauma recovery. While resources like this can be helpful, they should never take the place of or be used as therapy. We encourage you to find a trauma-informed therapist in your area to be your guide in this healing journey. Take a minute to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Spotify, and we would appreciate it if you could leave us a review. You can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Patreon at beyondtraumapodcast.com. Thanks again for tuning in.